Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time watching or your first time listening, if you're listening to the replay on the podcast or the or watching the YouTube channel, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like getting your business registered with the state, making sure you have EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, uh, having appropriate contracts, um, excuse me, basic brand protection strategies uh, so people don't steal your business ideas and hiring policies so you don't get sued for discrimination. I help you do all of these things and more. If you're wondering why I'm qualified, why is this lady on here telling me that she could do all these things? Uh, I'm a licensed attorney. I have been one for 15 years and counting with a specialization in business formation. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful in business, there are just some concepts that you need to know. There's no way around it. Excuse me. So that is why I am here. So if you are, you know, starting a business or you're thinking about starting a business or you have started a business and you need some a legal friend to help give you some structure and give you some guidance, uh, you want to get in contact with me. How are you going to do that? You're going to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. That is the only link in my bio on Instagram and it's all over my page on Facebook, um, as well as my Twitter, which I don't really use that much. Um, but linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is where you can connect with me in a multitude of ways. Uh, if you want to speak to me one-on-one -on -one and you're a first-time client, you can book a free 15-minute consultation there. Uh, you can also download the free Biz Launch Cheat Sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Uh, you can also uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast so that if you can't make the live shows, you can at least watch or listen to the replays at your leisure. Uh, and at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, that is where you can also access a lot of my video trainings on different aspects of business formation. So I've got a training showing you how to get an EIN number, showing you how to get a DUNS number, showing you how to create an operating agreement. These are all fundamental things that you need to set up your business legally. Um, and I have um, the tutorials that take you to the sites and show you how to do them. All right. So go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and check out everything that's happening here. All right. Uh, but now let's get on to the reason why we're here, y'all. Uh, the, the show, NPL Legal Dish. Uh, for those of you who might be new, even though I think everybody here is a veteran, just in case somebody new watches the replay, here is how it works. I pull stories from the news, stories that you lovely people send to me, stories from blog sites, anywhere I can find an interesting story that has a lesson that we can learn as entrepreneurs and business owners, and we discuss these cases. This is a time for you to ask your questions and give your commentary as long as it is respectful, okay? Um, so don't be shy. Uh, there's room for everybody here. There, there are no stupid questions. We just want to respect everybody who is in the discussion, okay? So let's get started so that we can, you know, do any 
catch up because I, I want to catch up Instagram. You know, Facebook, y'all already caught up because y'all were here yesterday. But you know Instagram was hating yesterday. So we might have to catch catch up our Instagram brethren and sisters. All right. So first case that we are talking about tonight. We have an update on the LeBron James versus Carnival cruise lines um issue if you were here i don't i think i talked about this on monday can i talk about this on monday when did i talk about this hey jorge Villad. um i don't remember when i talked about this it, it may have been last week it may have been the beginning of this week but very recently um we talked about how Carnival Cruise Lines was trying to trademark the phrase King James for a variety of uh, categories and goods. Now, um, I, when I, today when I was reading the update on the story, I realized that Carnival Cruises, they are, I guess, adding a new ship to their fleet that they wanted to call King James, which is why they were trying to trademark King James for all of these things, because it was going to be the name of one of Carnival Cruises ships. What I also found out today that is very interesting is that Carnival Cruise Lines is an owner of the Miami Heat. Now, I don't know if they own the Miami Heat outright. If I'm not mistaken, the Miami Heat has several owners, but Carnival Cruise Lines is one of the major owners of the Miami Heat basketball team, which is a team that LeBron played for uh, j- just a few years ago. Um, well, maybe not. I don't know. I forget how long ago he played it. But remember, LeBron James was a was a Miami Heat uh, team member for a few years. And again, Miami Heat is owned by Carnival Cruise Lines. Now, um, <clears throat> the update in this story is that Carnival Cruise Lines has dropped their trademark application for the phrase King James. Now, we know that LeBron James's people, they opposed the application, right? Now, um, the, 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 the USPTO, they weren't necessarily opposing um, Carnival Cruise Line's trademark. They actually said, you know, we don't see a problem with this, but we're going to just put it up for opposition. And that's when LeBron's people were like, well, you may not have a problem with it, but we have a problem with it, right? Um, so usually when the USPTO says, okay, you can go ahead, any company would, you know, just take that, take that and run and get their trademark. But Carnival Cruise Line has dropped their trademark with the USPTO for the phrase King James. Can anybody here give me a reason as to why Carnival Cruise Lines may have dropped their, uh, trademark application for King James? At least in the United States, they didn't, they don't, they dropped the application in the United States, but Carnival Cruise Lines actually did get a trademark for King James over in the UK. So not in the United States, but over in Europe, in the United Kingdom, Carnival Cruise does have a trademark for King James. But why do you think Carnival Cruise Line may have dropped their trademark application for King James in the United States? What do you guys think? And this is why I, I, I entitled the show, Guess He's the King After All. So why do you think Carnival was like, you know what, even though the USPTO said we can use this phrase, King James, we're not going to. What is a reason that they might have had for that? Y'all are quiet tonight. 
What's going on? Okay. Um, well, I don't want to keep the, the people in podcast land in suspense. From what I was reading in the article, apparently Carnival Cruise Line, they dropped the, uh, they dropped the, the trademark application because they just didn't want the bad press, right? LeBron James, he is one of the, you know, most respected basketball players, uh, you know, in the NBA, if not the most respected at this point. Uh, respected celebrity. He's got so many, you know, programs and out here. Exactly, Stacey Joy. They don't want to have a problem with LeBron and they don't want to have a problem with the public. So many people like LeBron. Y'all just saw LeBron just signed an $85 million extended contract with the Lakers. They want him to stay, right? LeBron has so many business ventures. He has so many people in his corner that the, uh, that Carnival Cruise Lines don't want no smoke. Cause what if not, you know, what if, what if Carnival Cruise Line wants to partner with Nike, but LeBron is like, no, cause Carnival Cruise Lines did me dirty. Please don't do business with Carnival, right? Or who else is, does LeBron have deals with? Because LeBron wields so much clout in so many different arenas, it's not worth it for Carnival Cruise Lines to really go against him because LeBron's name is, it's, it's known out here in these streets. When I posted the picture of LeBron and I asked you guys what his nickname is, most of you said King James. So Carnival Cruise Lines, while legally they may have been able to trademark the, the, the phrase King James, they didn't want the public backlash or, you know, the, the, the bad press that would probably come with going through with it. Um, I am Stacy Joy said he has a lot of fans and support and deals. Yep, not worth it. King James. Exactly, King James. So, you know, LeBron is still king out in these streets, so much so that a large entity like Carnival Cruise Lines, which owned, at least owned partly, a team that he played for, dropped a trademark application because he didn't like it. This is the power of your name. This is why it's important to have your intellectual property, to know your rights, okay? Now, LeBron doesn't have any trademarks to King James, but because of his celebrity, because he is so worldwide known as King James, he has acquired, you know, kind of that clout to be able to keep King James, and Carnival don't want no smoke, okay? All right. Do we have any comments on that story before we move on to another one? Do y'all think that Carnival should have just gone, does anybody think that Carnival should have gone ahead with it or were they smart to drop the trademark application? If you think Carnival should have gone ahead with the trademark application, give me a one. If you think they were smart to drop the trademark application for King James, give me a two. Hello, King Me 22 so if you think Carnival was, um, if you think Carnival should have gone ahead and tried to trademark the phrase King James, give me a one. If you think they were smart to drop the trademark application because LeBron didn't like it, give me a two. All right. Um, okay. So, uh, thank you very much, Stacy Joy. Hey, hey. All right. So we are moving on to our next, um, story. If you are a fan of hip-hop, if you are a hip-hop fan, even if it's casually me, I like trap music, you know, whatever you call it, mumble rap, I like it, give me a microphone emoji. If you are a hip-hop fan, if you listen to any type of hip-hop music, if you have listened to hip-hop music, please give me a, if you know what hip-hop music is, give me a, a microphone emoji. 
Give me a microphone emoji. <laughs> yes, Stacey Joy. Hey, 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 hey. Um, you know, my Pandora stay on the Gucci station. Uh, but, uh, if you are now for, for my, thank you, King me 22. Now I'm not a hardcore hip hop fan. Hey, 76 Grim K. I missed you last night, girl. IG was hating hardcore. Um, okay. Uh, now if I'm not like a super hardcore hip hop fan, you know, I most, thank you, AP Jackson, but I mostly listen to, you know, what's popular on the radio, but there are some real deep hip hop, you know, hip hop is my life fans, right? Um, and there is actually a platform where you can stream and discover new hip hop artists and it's called Spinrilla. If you have heard of the, uh, streaming platform called Spinrilla, please give me an S in the comments. Um, I posted this question in my stories. Most of you had not heard of it. Um, yeah, well, you can watch the replay 76 Grim K on YouTube. I did, I did post it on YouTube. Um, but so, so if you are subscribed to the YouTube channel, you can definitely watch last night's show. We had some, um, we had some really good stories. New to you? Okay. All right. Um, well, if you go to the link in bio, um, if you go to the link in bio, you can get it. It's new to you, Stacey Joy. Well, I, like I've heard the name Spinrilla, but you know, I, I've never ventured there. Like I said, while I enjoy hip hop music, I love trap music. I love me some Gucci. Um, I'm not into it so much so that I'm looking for a platform that specifically caters to hip hop, right? Um, but Spinrilla, they've been around for a while. Again, they are a hip hop streaming platform. Now, not everybody can upload to this platform, only certain users, but apparently, um, a lot of Spinrilla's, uh, users have been using the platform to pirate music and, and, and essentially copyright infringement. Uh, th there was an investigation done by the RIAA, which is the recording something, something, basically the, the organization that represents a lot of these big music companies, they launched an investigation against Spinrilla and they found that there were, uh, almost 4,100, uh, works of music that had been infringed upon on their site. Now, Usually when you have sites like this, if y'all remember, you know, um, the, the early days with Napster and LimeWire, and if you're talking about movies, uh, Pirate Bay or whatever, right? A lot of times these platforms, hey, Melrose 3, are hubs where people can come and, you know, drop their links. And the hubs are not necessarily held at fault because it's just kind of like, we're just a bus station. We're not actually doing any of the infringing. But that is actually changing because Spinrilla has been found to be at fault for their users uh, illegally pirating um, copyrighted music. Now, I compare this to, uh, if you guys remember when we talked about there were several malls 
that were uh, that were charged with trademark infringement because their vendors were selling counterfeit goods. This is kind of the same thing, but in a virtual space. Spinrilla is the landlord. They are the mall. They allow these artists to come and, and to come and put their music on, and they allow other users to come and stream the music. But you're not controlling how that music is getting in or out, and they are being held responsible for the copyright infringement that is happening amongst their users. So I want to know from you guys, if you, um, do you think that's fair? Should sites like Spinrilla and, you know, um, I guess, you know, and even in a larger context, Spinrilla, Spotify, all the streaming platforms, should the streaming platforms be held responsible if their users are infringing people's intellectual property. Do you think it's fair to hold these streaming platforms responsible for people, you know, pirating music or engaging in copyright infringement? What do you think about that? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? I like... So... I understand, for me, I understand, um, I understand the reasoning behind it because, you know, you're, you're basically, if you just say, well, it's the users, you know, they can evade responsibility, but, you know, you're still providing a platform for these people to commit this crime because it is a crime. I am Stacy Joy said, yes, like Napster, exactly like Napster, um, 76 Grim K yes, said yes, it's easier to go after the platform than the users. Absolutely, because actually in this um in this same story, actually no, that's a different one. I'm mixing it up. It is easier to go after the platform than the users because the users sometimes they can be all over the world. You don't know necessarily where they are. And if they're very sophisticated, they might be, you know, using different relays. So yeah, it is an easier it's an easier way to hold someone responsible and it also will make these platforms more vigilant in guarding, you know, infringement. This is why Instagram was hating on me and blocked my live because of something I posted 2 years ago. All right? Um so this is just a a, a cautionary tale to you to you guys out there if you're using streaming platforms in a way that is not um, that that is not appropriate. You you might take part in having that you know platform taken down because if they have too many violations, they can get sued and you know be shut down. I am Stacy Joyce. Said users may use fake information. Absolutely, it's not even just fake information. People are very sophisticated. They have you know sophisticated computer systems. They can make it look like they're in you know I don't know Istanbul when they're in France, whatever it is. So. It is an easier way to find someone to be held responsible, and it also forces these platforms to be more judicious about how the platform is being used, right? It's like if you have an apartment building and you let that apartment building get, you know, you you let, I don't know, drug dealers and, and all sorts of, you know, illicit gambling and human trafficking happen, you might, you own the building, but you're not there, Right? But you still are, might be could be held responsible because you are not keeping up with the property. You're the owner and you're allowing it to become dilapidated. So this is kind of the same thing here. All right. So um, 
spinnerilla you know you got to tighten up you got to tighten up over here all right okay so uh we are moving on to our final story of the evening but before we do that i want to remind you that you are watching npl legal dish this is my monday through thursday live broadcast where i teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news if you are in the startup phase of your business uh or if you have started a business and you're trying to get some structure to it and you need some legal guidance i'm the person that you want to talk to go to linktree forward slash npl consulting firm and book yourself a free 15-minute consultation if you are a first-time client also make sure that you download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less okay all right, moving on to our final story of the evening. My chocolate lovers, if you like chocolate, please give me a chocolate uh, bar emoji. I absolutely adore chocolate. I'm going a, I'm to a try and find me a chocolate bar emoji right now. Hold on. Chocolate bars. Where's it? Okay. Chocolate bars. Give me your chocolate bar emojis. Why can't I find no chocolate? Okay. I got one for Facebook. And let me find one for Instagram. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Thank you for the chocolate bars. We got, Look, I love chocolate. Okay. Chocolate. Um... You know what I love? Like, my favorite type of chocolates? You know the lint chocolates with the stuff inside? I love those. Um, what, so, put some of your favorite chocolates um, in the comments so I know what y'all like. Anyway, so as we do that, um, now, chocolate lovers, uh, even if you're not a chocolate lover, I'm sure that you have heard of the Hershey Company. I'm sure that you have seen the Hershey, the, you know, the iconic... Hershey's, um, Hershey's Christmas commercial with the Hershey's Kisses, uh, doing, uh, you know, the, we wish you a Merry Christmas, like their bells, right? Um, and Hershey's, you know, Kisses have been around for a while. And while, you know, they're chocolate and everybody loves chocolate companies, the Hershey is always looking to, you know, make the Hershey's Kisses fresh and new and make you want to buy some more, right? So this past Halloween season, Hershey's came out with what they called vampire kisses, right? Um, I'm sure they weren't any different from regular kisses except for the wrapping because that's, that's all Hershey does when they have their, their Christmas, the Christmas Hershey's is just the red, the red, green and silver wrapping. The Valentine's Hershey's kisses is just pink and red. The, um, I don't know what other Hershey's they have, but whatever, right? So for Halloween, they had what they were calling vampire kisses. The problem is there is a company called Vampire Family Brands, um, and they have a series of products that they label with the word vampire. They do have a trademark for the word and in um, for several different types of uh, food, including Belgian chocolate. They sell a Belgian chocolate that goes by the name Vampire Chocolate. Um, now, Vampire Family Brands, they are not um, new to trademark infringement. They actually sued Taco Bell recently over their vampire sauce and vampire fries. What did was any did anybody know that Taco Bell had vampire sauce 
and vampire fries at some point. I did not know. I think I may have eaten Taco Bell once in my life in like high school. I don't, I do not like Taco Bell. It's just not my thing. Um, but either way, Vampire Family Brands is coming after Hershey's for their vampire kisses. They're saying, look, we sell chocolate too. So for Hershey's kisses to come, uh, <laughs> you say, yeah, you don't eat Taco Bell, 76 Grim Case. All right, I don't either, girl. I don't understand how people eat it. Um, they even said the thing ain't meat. It's not, well, it's not all meat. They got like meat byproduct or whatever. Anyway. Vampire family brands are like, look, we out here selling chocolate too. Hershey's cannot come here and start selling their vampire kisses. For one thing, Hershey's is a huge company. Everybody knows who's her who Hershey's kisses is, right? So there is a possibility that Hershey's could overtake them if they don't, you know, defend their name. And then on top of that, there is a is do you think that there is a possibility of confusion? If you saw vampire Belgian chocolates, and then you saw Hershey's Vampire Kisses, would you think that those brands were related to each other, right? Um, I am Stacey Joy said, okay, they have a history of coming after big companies. It's not worth it. Well, it is, they actually won against Taco Bell. Taco Bell stopped selling the vampire sauce and fries. So, you know, it sometimes it is worth it. Just because a company is big doesn't mean that you can't go after them. Remember when we covered the Olaplex story versus L'Oreal? This little tiny hair company won like $100 million from L'Oreal because L'Oreal um, infringed on their patent. Um, <clears throat> 76 Grim K, can you clarify what you're saying no to? Because I've been saying a lot and I'm not, I don't remember all of my questions. Um... No, it's Hershey. What's Hershey? What's Hershey, Stacy Joy? Um, uh, okay, while you guys clarify your statements, uh, so Vampire Family Brands, they're upset with Hershey's, um, but, but do you, 76 Grim Care, are you saying that you, you would not think that there is confusion between Vampire v Belgian Chocolate and Vampire Hershey's Kisses? Okay, you wouldn't confuse the two. Okay, well, 76 Grim K said that she would not confuse Vampire Family Brands Belgian Chocolate with Hershey's Kisses. Anybody else? Um, I am Stacey Joe. I'm assuming that you're agreeing with 76 Grim K. Now, while, you know, we might not visually think they're the same, if you are hearing it and you're like, vampire chocolate, vampire kisses, vampire chocolate, you might mix them up, right? So vampire family brands, they're absolutely doing the right thing by, you know, staking their claim. They're like, look, Hershey's, we are the only vampire chocolate in the chocolate industry over here. So you need to, you know, back off. You already have your name of Hershey's. Why do you need to come here and get in our vampire lane? Um... I am Stacey Joy said Hershey has been around forever and there is no confusion. Well, there's no confusion because we don't necessarily see vampire chocolate sold in the same place. But if you walked into a CVS and you go to the candy aisle and you saw vampire Belgian chocolate next to vampire kisses, you wouldn't confuse them? You wouldn't confuse them? Do y'all, if you think Vampire Family Brands is doing too much, give me a one. If you think they're just trying to defend their name, give me a two. What do y'all think? Mm.
AP Jackson, what you think, girl? 76 Grimcray said no. She's like, nope, you ain't fooling me. I know the difference between Hershey and vampires. Y'all don't, like, okay. Wow, y'all, y'all are on Hershey's side. Look at this. Okay. Whoa. Oh, you think, uh, vampire family brands are doing the right thing by defending their name? Okay. I do too. Even if I don't necessarily think that I would be confused seeing the two lines of chocolate in the same place, Vampire Family Brands is absolutely doing the best thing. They need to defend their name to make sure it doesn't become generic. I am Stacy Joyce said Hershey should just call it Halloween Hershey. Right! Like, you guys could be so innovative. Stacy Joy, you better put in an application to the Hershey marketing department, okay? Um, but yeah. So Vampire Family Brands, whether or not you would confuse their Belgian chocolate with Hershey's Vampire Kisses, they are absolutely doing the same thing by differentiating their chocolate and saying, hey, there's only one official vampire brand out in these chocolate streets, and it's us. Okay? All right. Wow, that went really, really fast. You're welcome. All right. So those were the stories that I had for you this evening. I actually thought these stories were going to go much uh, quicker. <laughs> Somebody says, Grim K said, trademark that Stacey Joy. And then Stacey Joy gonna get a cease and desist from Hershey's. <laughs> um, yes. So those were the stories that I had for you this evening. Um, I thought we were gonna have time to maybe do a quick recap of yesterday for Instagram. Uh, but it's okay if you weren't, if you were not, be- uh, if you couldn't watch last night because I couldn't broadcast, you can watch the replay on on YouTube, okay? Um, so we're, we're going to be back tomorrow night at 8 p.m. with more stories. Please remember to send me stories if you find anything. Um, 76 Grimke, she be on it regularly. She be in my inbox sending me them stories, y'all. Um, and I love it when you do that because it shows me that you're engaged. Make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel and the podcast so that you can catch up on shows in case things happen and I can't broadcast on a platform that you can access. Um, be sure to... Uh, check out the, uh, download the biz launch cheat sheet. Make sure that you book your, excuse me, business formation sessions. Look, we're starting a new year. And while I know, you know, 2020 hasn't been the best, we can start fresh in 2021. So if you want to start, um, 2021 off, you know, on a new foot and get that business in and get that business plan started, you know, book a 15 minute consultation with me. All right. I'm waiting for you. 76 Grim K said part of my morning routine. Hey girl, listen, when this show gets picked up by a network, you're going to be on the writing team. Okay. You're going to be on the research team. Um, <laughs> I'm speaking it into existence. I want this show to be picked up by, you know, maybe, um, some type of, of, uh, TV network or web network. And we can, you know, have some, a real budget. (laughs) When the world opens up again, I'm thinking about maybe doing a live version of the show. Thanks doll. Maybe doing a live version of the show and, you know, so we can have a live studio audience, but you know, we got to wait for everything to calm down and get together. All right. So That is where I'm going to leave y'all tonight. Be sure to join me tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for more stories. 
Um, take care of yourselves. Good night to all my family and friends. Thank you all for your participation and your time. You know I appreciate it. Uh, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.